Welcome to episode 156 of the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman coming to you on Thursday, August 31st, just now three days away from the 2023 season opener for Rutgers football. And I felt it was time to come out with my season prediction for this season and this team. Interestingly enough, I did a couple polls uh, on Twitter uh, of fans in terms of projections for the final record for the regular season. I did one in May and I did one yesterday and the optimism has grown. I, I guess that's, you know, there's always preseason uh, optimism that comes with it. I've talked at length, you know, about Greg Schiano and his kind of tempered expectations hasn't really been overly uh, enthusiastic. He's kind of played things close to the vest. Um, I, I think it's natural to, to feel more optimistic this time of year. So in May, 44% of the fans was over, over a thousand votes, 1100 votes. Uh, in May, 44% of the, the voters thought Rutgers could win at least five games now. And this poll was about 600 people, uh, 64% think they can win at least five games. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so what do I think? I think that the ceiling and the floor is pretty, pretty wide. You know, when I, I've seen other people write about the ceiling and the floor, the way I look at it is it's really worst case, best case, right? Everything goes right. Everything goes wrong. So for the ceiling, I do think you could say the ceiling would be eight and four. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Is it likely? No. But the way I'm approaching the season and the projections is I don't think Rutgers has a chance against Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Wisconsin. I, I know I've had, you know, a little bit of feedback from people that have been going to Wisconsin and win that game. I, I, I think, you know, they're going to be a lot better than they've been. And, and also Rutgers has never really – Played Wisconsin particularly close. I think there'll be a better team with Fickle, and I think that's going to be a tough ask. Um, but the other eight games, I, I do think there's a chance Rutgers could win win them. Um, at Iowa, the second week of November, first of all, who knows what the state of that offense will be. And with with Brian Ferentz, and, you know, they could be under fire at that point. I don't think this might be – I don't think it's really a hot take, but I, I don't know how people view it. But I, I I look at Rutgers being much closer to Iowa from a talent perspective than, than they are to Maryland right now. I really do. I think Maryland at the skill positions is very talented. Uh, I, I think Iowa is a very good program. I think Iowa is kind of like the model for what Rutgers hopefully can become. Um, but I think, you know, obviously the offense, right? That they're not a very good offense. So that keeps things, that gives you a chance. And if the Rutgers defense can be what we hope it can be, and the offense can make some progress, I mean, Rutgers could win that game. I, I, I do think that that's more realistic. I, I put Maryland and Iowa in the same category. I don't think Rutgers will win, but I think there's a chance. Then you go to four games that, I think are kind of 50-50. Northwestern this Sunday. Virginia Tech. Michigan State and Indiana. I think those are your four could-go-either-way games. Wagner, 
better be a lock. And Temple, Temple, you know, I don't look at Temple as a gimme. I mean, look, they, they were lucky to win last year. They they almost lost at Temple. They should absolutely win it. Um, but I don't think I don't count that as a gimme. It's 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 a game, you know, they, they absolutely should win. But that being said, that's why I think the floor is two, two and ten. You beat Wagner and Temple. And worst case scenario, disaster strikes and they lose every other game. So I'm looking at it as a floor, two and ten, ceiling, eight and four. What do I actually think is going to happen? So there's a ton of questions with this team. And listen, I'm optimistic, like the fans that, that voted for five or six wins or more. You know, I'm optimistic that can happen. You know, I, I have hope that that can happen. A lot of things have to go right for that to happen. Sam Brown, I've written about, I've, I've trumped, you know, I, I think is, is a major key to everything. He is coming off a season in an injury, you know, and, and, and Chiano deemed him 100% healthy at camp. How quickly can he carry a heavy load? And how quickly can he get back into form? I think that's a question. I think, I hope that with three really solid running backs in Brown, Manungai, and Young, it's going to be really interesting to see how Shiraki utilizes them all. So I think that's a reason for optimism, but at the same time, it's a reason for concern in terms of if, you know, I think a lot of the optimism and the projections of Rutgers becoming a bowl team is the assumption that Sam Brown is going to be the Sam Brown that we saw in flashes last year. And, and, he very well could be, but I don't think that that's a guarantee. I think it has to be for Rutgers to make a significant step on offense, um, but but we don't know. We don't know, and there hasn't been much said about it uh, in training camp. So we'll see. Then, of course, obviously, Gavin Wimsat, how, how much progress can he make this year? He struggled with accuracy. I do have confidence, and we had Mike Teal on the podcast yesterday, Wednesday, just talking about how Kirk Shiraka is going to identify what, what he's comfortable with, what he does best, and really tailor things to that. You know, I'm a big proponent that they're going to have to they're going to have to utilize him in the in the run game somehow, even in spurts, just to keep the defense honest, to keep the defense guessing a little bit more. I think that will help potentially help open things up. So. How good can Gavin Wibbs that be? That's a huge question. The offensive line, you know, your best linemen are moving moving sides. Do you have proper replacements for them on the right side? Big question marks. Wide receiver group could have, you know, some, some real uh, threats emerge, but it's a very unproven group. So just between the questions at, at those four key spots on offense, for an offense that averaged 13 points a game last year, I was one of the worst in, in FBS. I mean, that's you're going to have to have real progress. You know, the Rutgers offense it doesn't have to be good. They just have to be average. If they can be close to average, if they can average close to 20 points a game, limit turnovers, have some time of possession, keep the defense off the field at times, sustain drives. Obviously, they need points. But if even, you know, it's, it's like the uh, – 
the drives that they have, they don't produce points. Can they produce yards? Can they produce yards in the drives they don't score? They have to avoid those three and outs to, to, to keep the defense fresh. So the offense has a ton of question marks. I do think that, you know, the defense, does the defensive line have the depth that Rutgers thinks it has? Is the secondary going to be as good? Are the safeties that are replacing Izian and Young, most likely Flip Dixon, probably Shaquan Loyal, along with Igbenusin kind of stepping up as probably the number one guy. You know, I, I, I think Izian was so good, and now he's, you know, going to win a starting, starting job for Tampa Bay Buccaneers after not getting drafted. Avery Young was pretty consistent too, you know. Um, wasn't great per se, but he was he was pretty good and he's pretty reliable. And I I think I think the safeties is a position to watch. I think they can be good, but I think that you can't assume that Rutgers is going to have the same play out of the back. Um, so there's questions there, and then the specialists I think are huge question marks. Jay Patel has has won the the place kicking job. And he's been very consistent in practice from what we've heard. I have high hopes for him. But until the lights are on, you know, we don't know how he's going to react. Uh, Flynn Appleby is replacing a legend in Adam Corsak, and it's going to be very hard to do. I think field position and, and, and you know, not just the stats and the um, raw numbers that Corsak produced, but the actual impact in terms of field position, turning fields, and keeping the defense out of bad spots and um, – you know, bailing out the offense when they couldn't move the ball. Those are all things that Appleby has to do at a, at a competent rate, right? He's got to be competent. He doesn't have to be great. He's got to be competent. Obviously, the hope is that he will be, but we don't know. We don't know. We don't even know who's going to return kicks and punts. Uh, coverage units were an issue at times last year. So, I get accused sometimes of being overly positive. I, I sometimes I get accused of being overly negative. I'm I'm just trying to to shoot straight and be, and be balanced. And how I see it is four and eight. That's that's my projection. Four and eight. Like I said, I I, I think yeah, Temple and Wagner, you got to win. I think they'll win. And then I think of the four toss up games: Northwestern, Virginia Tech. Indiana, Michigan State. I, I'm saying they're gonna. You know, I think they'll win too. Northwestern is is a must because if you lose, listen. If you, if you lose Sunday, I've talked about this at length, but I, I think things can unravel pretty quickly. Confidence, um, it's just would be really tough uh, to overcome that. You know, Indiana. Everybody probably is penciling them in as a win because Rutgers beat them the last two years. That, that game does worry me for this reason. It's the eighth game in eight weeks for Rutgers. It's the game before the bye week. If you remember a few years ago at Northwestern, you know that was a game Rutgers. I, I they might have even been favored. I can't remember, but but we all thought you know they had a good shot to win that game, and they 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 played terribly, and they they were beat up. They were beat up. I think it was week six or seven, and you know. At Indiana, week eight, they could, you know, we, we don't know what the state of the team is going to be in that game. And, um, you know, there's some people that think Indiana's going to be better this year. Not, like, significantly better, but better. So, I, again, I, I don't think that that's a sure win. Uh, Michigan State on homecoming would be 
I think of any win, I mean, listen, at Iowa would be amazing. Uh, beating Maryland would be a lot of fun. But beating Michigan State at homecoming, uh, there's been, a, you know, a little bit of a rivalry, I'd say, in terms of the Mel Tucker of Greg Schiano era and the whole chop thing. And, um, you know, two of the games, I mean, Rutgers won at Michigan State in Tucker's first game. And then last year, I mean, honestly, if the defense had played average, the way the offense actually played well that game, the Rutgers would have won that game on the road. So they have a legit shot to win that game. It's homecoming. That would be really, really sweet. Um, and then Virginia Tech, I think maybe – I think it's going to be a harder game than maybe some people think. I think they're going to be better. They they actually played Purdue at home the week before they come to Rutgers, so that would be fascinating to watch, see how what the outcome of that game is. Um, so, yeah, Rutgers, I mean, could they start 3-0? Could they start 4-1? Yes, I, I, I do think they could. Could they start 4-1 and then lose out? Yeah, they could. Uh, I mean, so many things could happen, you know. And, and, and listen, I, I hope that they win five or six games. I hope they win more than that, you know. Uh, I just think – based on so many questions, even with your strengths, right, in terms of your your, your best offensive lineman flipping size. And I think Holland Pierce would be fine. But how the cohesion of the line comes together, Sam Brown, can he be the guy that we think he can be? And then your questions with the, with the wide receiver group, with, with, with Winsat. And then I do think to a degree that the, the – defensive line and the safeties. You know, I think the linebackers are are in really good shape. I think I'm really excited to see Moses Walker this year and what he can do. Uh, obviously, Deion Jennings and Tyron Powell were really solid last year. They'll be really solid again, I think. Um, but, you know, can the defense be more disruptive? Can they can they put, you know, I touched on this the other day, but Shannon was talking about complimentary football. And yes, that, that means balance, but I also think it's still weighted towards the defense. The defense is going to have to create short fields for the offense at times. You know, I don't think like Rutgers is going to have to win the turnover battle. I mean, that's basic football, right? But I, I don't think it's, um, you know, can is the offense good enough to win a, a one nothing turnover battle? where they don't turn it over and the defense only gets one turnover. Is the offense good enough to, to, to win that? Is the defense good enough to keep it close? You know, get, keep, keep their opponents under 20 points. Uh, I think 20 points is really the barometer there in terms of can the offense get to 20 points? Can the defense keep teams under 20 points? Um, if they can, they're going to be in a lot of games. If they can't, then yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be tough. So, um, I think that sacks and turnovers were really low for the defense last year, and that's something that has to improve for the defense to take the next step and be a true top half of the Big Ten defense. Offensively, you know, they have to – can they can they average over 300 yards a game? You know, uh, how many points will that result in? It all depends. But, again, eliminating those three and outs. I think there's just a lot of questions – I can be hopeful. I can be optimistic, but if I'm going to be realistic in a season projection, I see four and eight. Um, that doesn't mean there won't be other ways to judge progress. And I think, listen, I mean, you, that's what Greg Shiano told C. Politi essentially is right. That, that it's not just about results on the field in terms of measuring progress. So there you go. I mean, if he's saying that, I, I, I think there's certainly, you uh, the staff, either they, they, they know what they have and they're not, you know, they're being cautious or they're, they're, they don't want to 
blow up expectations. At the same time, I think there might be a little, there's got to be some unknowns for them as well, right? I mean, there's so many questions on this team that you're not going to get answered until the lights come on. So I think that they could be four and eight. They could play, you know, Penn State tough. They could play Ohio State better. You know, listen, they go into Wisconsin and scare them and lose by a score. I mean, that would be really positive. Uh, but it's momentum is just it's, it's obviously important in every season. But I think this season it's Rutgers has a chance to seize momentum early in September. If they can do that, they got they got a real shot at a bowl game. If they can't, it's going to be really tough to, uh, you know, four and eight might end up being kind of best case scenario. I mean, if they, you know, if, if you if you only beat Temple in your first three games, right? And then I said they went four and eight, you'd be happy. So I don't think that's a crazy scenario to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to beat Northwestern. I think they're going to beat Temple. I think Virginia Tech, like I said, is, is definitely a toss-up. But if you can get to 4-1 and one, and you go to Wisconsin, you get out of there healthy enough, and you come home, you have Michigan State at home for homecoming, and then you go to Indiana. I mean, they listen, if they were 6-2 and two at the end of October going into their bye week, I wouldn't be shocked, and I'd be thrilled. Do I think that that's likely? No. Um, and of course, November is, you know, loaded. Uh, in terms of the schedule, you have Ohio State at home, then you're at Iowa, and then you have, uh, you know, you're at Penn State, and then and Maryland. So um, it's a tough schedule. We know that. We're all hoping for more progress this season. And I'm still going to be hopeful and optimistic. And, uh, but I, I have to be real and, and, and balanced also. And just based on how many questions there are with this team, I'm predicting four and eight. So, uh, if you think they're going to win five or six, seven, five, six or seven games, more power to you. And I hope you're right. And I hope I'm wrong. Thanks for listening to the Scholar Faithful podcast once again.